Hi there and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Monday afternoon, September 20th, 2021. He is Tristan Happy Cockcroft. Kyle Sophie produces and researches. I am merely Eric Carabell. Fantasy Focus Baseball is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Thank you for joining us. Only two seasons, two weeks left of this season, Tristan. And I know you've been updating the forecaster with all the pitching matchups and course field. It's a big week. Dodgers and Giants are in Denver this week. And uh, runs will be scored, especially because Colorado cannot prevent them. So we'll get to that at some point soon. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Injuries. Hyunjin Roo is done. Uh, call-ups. Shane Baz. Done. Well, well, he may make one more start, right? They expect he's making his next start after this. Okay. Well, that's still an what, injury. But then again, that's what the Padres said about Chris Paddock and who's the other guy? Blake Snell. Just, and Blake Snell, of course. And yeah, we think they're done. They're done. So- Anything goes. It's baseball. I think the Padres are done. What a mess, huh? Fighting mm-hmm. in the dugout? I would never fight in a dugout. Oh, I did that yesterday. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what should we lead with today? Shane Baz. You, know, you fighting in a dugout. I want to hear this fighting in the dugout story. Yeah, we're not telling that story. I'm not proud of it. So Shane Baz is finally debuting, but this is almost the worst team that he could debut against. The Toronto Blue Jays hit, and then they hit some more. Vlad's a monster. It's a deep lineup, even without Springer hitting. I can't make Shane Baz is available in one of my leagues, a weekly league, and I cannot make the case to Adam and start him. Would you? I cannot. I think he pitches only the one game this week because they are six-man rotation. Toronto is one of the very worst matchups you could possibly ask. And unfortunately, because of the nature of this rotation, so this is the two-week planning, he would then pitch in Houston next. That's mm. not much better a matchup for him. No, it's a shame because I like Shane Baz. It'd be nice if he was pitching at Cleveland, but no. So or, I'm gonna or say, this weekend against Miami at home. That would have been great. That would have worked out well, too. Uh, Max Scherzer, we talked about this before the show. Kyle and Stefania have a team in labor. I think it's mixed where they are winning the league. You and me are doing nothing. So Kyle bringing you back now. Every Max Scherzer start is critical, right? You need ERA, whip, strikeouts. Everyone wins, too. Everything is tight down the stretch here. I we kind of punted saves, so we don't need him to go to the bullpen and pick up some saves or anything and just go all Superman and do it all. But, yeah, between him and Wainwright, they're kind of carrying us down the stretch here. I'd love for them to keep rolling. Kyle, don't and hate me. And it's fun. Uh-oh, what are you going to say? I have bad news for you. Oh, What's the boy. bad news? He's going to get pushed back. Or no, something. he got pushed up. He's in the Coors series. I don't I, care. Right I now, Scherzer, Scherzer I got could go against the Monstars, and I'd be fine. I like it. No, that's the thing. Like, watch him be awesome there in Coors Field. But I really hated that taking him out of the Arizona series and putting him in Colorado. I'm selfish yeah. the last two outings. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously not ideal. But he's given up, what, like two runs since he joined the Dodgers? Like, I, yeah. I'll this take my a, chances with him anywhere. This is a Randy Johnson and CeCe Sabathia after the trade kind of run. It's I agree. it's incredible. He's going to win the Cy Young Award in the National League for yes, two different he teams. He's the number one option on the play writer right now. Max Scherzer is number one. He passed Vlad, Tatis, everybody. What a season. What an amazing season. Didn't, and all, by the way, speaking of the play writer, wasn't Otani done pitching? And then he pitched yesterday. Like, at least tell us the truth. What is going on? You're not in contention for, a, you know, the, the division. You know, in a way, kudos to the Angels for giving him the chance to pitch there because I think that was his desire less than it was the team's desire. I like it. He's I like it too. It's just, it's odd that the angels would let Otani pitch. And from a fantasy aspect, I thought he was done pitching because the manager said he was done pitching. 
So, like, if Mike Trout plays tomorrow, even though Joe Madden said he was done, I'm not going to be happy because I will not have activated him in a league. And, like, I don't understand. Like, I under- okay, in football, you're trying to deceive the opponent. Okay. Well, I don't see the reasoning for not telling the truth on Otani. I just don't get it. But so you have him pitching again this week. Yeah, I mean, there there really haven't been any absolutes over the past couple of months. I mean, Jacob DeGrom's story. Yeah, he's uh, home Saturday against Seattle, and I think that would be his last one. No, he actually could pitch in the the season, uh, the season ending series at Seattle, so he could get two straight Seattle matchups. What is he at? One hundred twenty third, twenty three and a third innings, I believe it is. He wants the ten wins. Hey, good for him. You know, like he's fantastic. I think he's, I think he's the MVP of the American League over Vlad. It's a shame for Vlad, but Vlad's going to have more chances. It's just, well, Otani will too. <laughs> just, but what Vlad's doing, not historic. What Otani's doing is that's, and I understand Vlad may make the play. In fact, I'm rooting for Vlad to make the playoffs. That'd be a fun wild card game. Toronto against anybody. Robbie Ray against either Chris Sale or Garrett Cole is. I mean, it's always must see TV anyway, but. Yeah. You know, the Yankees might need Garrett Cole on Saturday or Sunday to get to yeah. the wildcard game. You saw the, the Jordan rotation. Jordan Montgomery might have to start. They, uh, the Yankees completely upended their rotation in order to align him for that. They now have the option. They could pitch him on three days rest in the finale. They could pitch him in a tiebreaker game on the Monday or have him for the wildcard game, depending on how the season plays out. So you're, it's clear the Yankees have reached the desperation stage. We should, by the way, make it clear what ESPN's rules are. And I, I hate to put you on the spot like this because I don't know, and I don't know if you know the answer. But if there is a one-game playoff, okay, mm-hmm. on Monday, or two weeks from today, whether it's Tor- some you know, you know duration of Toronto, Boston, the Yankees, Atlanta has a makeup game with Colorado that they may have to play that Monday if the Phillies play better. So does the does anything after the last Sunday count in ESPN's standings at all? I don't yeah, think I in need, the past it hasn't. In the past it has not, and I would imagine it's probably the same where the season ends with the regularly scheduled Sunday, uh, Sunday October third games. Anything after that would not count. I but will what? We'll but like Philadelphia Atlanta would be game one sixty three on the Tuesday if Atlanta Colorado is still in game one sixty two on the Monday. But, but the one sixty two also would not count. No, historically speaking. Anything played after that Sunday did not count in our game standings. But again, I mean, I don't have I don't have a hundred percent official word on that. That's I, we'll put. I'm quite sure we'll have a game alert up up there when things we'll, get close. Uh, <laughs> we have a couple more shows to go before that happens. Um, let's talk about a few other things. Eddie Rosario here for the cycle for Atlanta, and the amazing part for me is not that Eddie Rosario did it. It's never you know a guy like Vlad or you know somebody like that in his prime, but he did he did it on five pitches. Eddie Rosario had four hits on five pitches. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the lack of plate discipline? There you go. But he's playing regularly and he's hitting for Atlanta and he's an important cog for them in their in their uh, lineup depth. He doesn't hit in the top four or five. But now that Swanson stinks again, Rosario is important. You know, was- Duvall might lead the league in RBI. Mm-hmm. That was anyway. a record too, wasn't it? I believe the five pitch. At least somebody had said that. I that saw it on Twitter, it so it must be pitches. true. But yes. Uh, hitting for the cycle on only five pitches is almost unheard of. I mean, you can do it on four, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I know I'm not guessing. Anyway, good for Eddie Rosario. I just, I just wonder how do you how do you pitch to him that fourth at bat, <laughs> knowing he's going to swing at anything? How do you give him oh, something a, to hit? And he did it in San Francisco, like he did know. it, you know, <laughs> in Toronto or you know Philadelphia. Um, and, and before I forget, I want to say good for Anthony goes. 
the Cleveland relief pitcher who the Phillies once drafted in, I think, 08. A real toolsy outfielder with speed. And of course, he didn't hit enough. They included him in the Roy Oswald trade along with Jonathan VR, who the Phillies once had, and Jay Happ. Anyway, Olympian. Anthony goes is back in the majors as a relief pitcher for Cleveland. They called him up today and that makes me happy because, you know, I want to see good stories in baseball and that's a good story. Ghost deserves it. He pitched well in the Olympics, pitched well in the minors. They're not just calling him up because, you know, they want to make a, a, you know, news. It's because he's good. Good for him. They're calling, they're calling him up because they need him. They have the rare nine game week this week with a doubleheader on Monday, starting at four ten. They have another one. I believe it's Thursday. So, yeah, he's going to pitch, and he's never thrown a major league pitch. Kudos getting back there. Good for him. And good for you, because you're about to sing the combo meal song. <laughs> hey, it's a combo meal. Combo, combo. It's a combo meal. Home run plus steal. And he's dancing around, and he's pointing, and he's smiling, and he's drinking his eighth cup of coffee. But these players were making moves last week. And Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. We've got four of them. And I'm guessing that most people don't know who two of these guys are. Uh, Sam Hilliard of your Colorado Rockies apparently did this on Friday. On Saturday, it was Cubs-oriented. Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ. This is the last time there have been two, in the, probably a lot this season, where the same multiple team? combo meals by the same team. I guess it's not that unusual. You could have it with a double steal. That would probably be the most common way. Yeah. Trace Thompson. Where's Trace Thompson today? Did you know before he did this where Trace Thompson was playing? I'm going to admit, like, if it's not the White Sox, I'm not sure I know. He was very briefly with the Yankees. I think he got called up to the roster as an extra outfielder, did not actually appear in a game, went to the Cubs. Dodgers, and I don't know where he is now. It's the Cubs. So he went from wow. the White Sox to the Cubs. So three Cubs combo meals this weekend. Cubs combo weekend. How about that? Where's yeah. your favorite place to get a combo meal? Just tell me that. Riddle me that, Batman. Because I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you eat fast food from time to time. My, well, my sons, they eat fast food more than time from time. I haven't had fast food in like a decade. But Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, where's your favorite place to get a combo meal? None of, Do you none get a home run and a steal at Wendy's? Or you just get like a... Uh, <laughs> A big I burger. haven't eaten I haven't eaten McDonald's, Burger King, or Wendy's in well over I know I haven't eaten at McDonald's since 2005. Uh how would you know that? Because I remember, you remember. doing it. I was desperate to get to the, the Bristol Bullpen draft, and I it was the only place I could stop on the highway driving up to the office to, to get so to the that McDonald's draft. that was a, that used to be across the street. No, 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 not that. Although I remember that one. That's I, yeah, I remember getting shakes there for the drive home when I was coming up for the show. Uh, no, it was the one in Danbury. I think it was right after you get over the border in Connecticut. <laughs> you stopped at I know McDonald's. Really, and so I you think, remember the exact year you last, I'm calling no on that. I remember Look. where it is, when it was, what year it was, because I'm proud of not having been back. And I haven't been to Burger King since that point. I haven't had Wendy's. I uh, have had a lot of five guys, five, but they don't have combos. Here. Like, I can't. I don't remember. I don't, I, I'm no with you that I wouldn't believe that about me. Do I believe Tristan has that stuck in his mind for whatever? I do. I do believe that. You remember 2005 is the last time you had fast food. I'm calling. No, 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 no. 2005 is the last time I had McDonald's. By the way, something smells very good in my kitchen right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm suddenly <laughs> it, very hungry. Is it a combo meal? <laughs> I, it's not a combo meal, but I need to eat soon. So let's finish this show up. Yeah, yeah. Five, five uh, guys doesn't have the combo though, so I can't go that direction. But that's where I would normally go. <laughs> the, the, the perils of working from home. 
yeah. and not having an office for that matter. Oh. The microwave is 20 feet away from me and something good was cooked. All right, sing another song about the closers. <laughs> it's the closer carousel. All right. I also never get out much. Um, that's part of the issue. You and me both. We got to do that more often next season. I hope we're. I hope it's a little more normal and we're able well, to. Well, you know, I'm hoping. What is normal these days? Will we ever have normal again? I know right. it's not me, whatever it is. <laughs> I'm doing my part. Ah, Michael Fulmer's doing his part for Detroit. What do you think of that? He blew the save on Friday, but then he converted on Saturday at Tampa. Pretty good team there. Michael Fulmer looks like Soto's back on the injured list for the Tigers. He is out for the year. He is done for the season. I think he broke a finger, which, Mm -hmm. you know, happens to all of us. Michael Fulmer saves for the final two weeks. I'll set the over-under at three and a half. (laughs) Under. Strong under. Not a good team. And by the way, they... They are dabbling with Kyle Funghauser as a setup man. I wouldn't be shocked if they do one of these, oh, final weekend, give the young guy a chance to get a save. Three and a half is, is a is, little aggressive. Is Kyle Funkhauser that young? No. Hasn't he been around for like seven years? <laughs> yeah, he didn't he get drafted in like the 2007 CFA draft, the, the Sim League draft? Like I, he was a rookie pick God knows how long ago. <laughs> I feel he's 27 years old. He's almost as old as Kyle. Uh, our Kyle, this is Detroit Kyle. As Fulmer, probably. I don't know. Maybe Kyle loves him the way he does Tyler Chatwood. Anyway, you're right. Kyle Funkhauser could get a save here or there. Who knows? Um, any any important information you can give us for the final two weeks? In a general sense, if you've got a closer, you're leaving him in. If you've got a guy on a bad team like Finnegan of Washington, um, Stratton of Pittsburgh, um, who else is on a bad? Dylan Flora of Miami. These guys are established as that team's closer. I don't see – there's nobody coming up from the minors. Um, well, Estevez is Denver's closer. Givens in Cincinnati. Yep. Boston? Givens, I, you want to talk Boston? Givens? No, because they that's not a bullpen to trust. Uh, that they've, They're going full-fledged committee for all bullpen roles. I want no part of that. Um, what you need for your team is really all that matters there. I've got a league where I can move nowhere in anything but saves, and I'm trying to put an entire lineup of closers in there. And I don't really care how good or bad they are because I've got a decent ERA and whip pad. So it depends on what your your team situation is. The giant, we got to talk Giants. Jake McGee's out. He he's potentially done for the regular season too, and they have three guys who all are equally interesting. I would say who could I get saves for you. I think it's Dominic Leone. I think it's clearly he was an him. opener right before that. I know, but then he got the save either Friday or Saturday. I was watching, and they had Tyler Rogers set him up. And I think he wants – I think Gabe, who's going to win manager of the year, Gabe Kapler, bad manager in Philly, manager of the year in San Francisco. Nice job, Phillies. I think they want Tyler Rogers to pitch the eighth inning um, and against lefties. He's much more effective there than he is against righties, oddly enough, isn't he? Last time I looked, that sounds odd. Yeah, especially the style of pitcher that he is. Because he the, throws sidearm, underhand, you know, weirdness. But, like, I, last time no, I looked at his splits, like, he was only getting lefties out. Let me check that and make sure. I don't want to mislead anybody. Well, but I well, think Dominic Leone's the guy. I don't – I don't. honestly, the only reason I don't agree with – and I added him. I added him on the hopes because I believe you're right on the projection. But based on the nature of the rotation, they have one and potentially two spots. They have to bullpen. And when they do that, they like to start with Leone. That's the only reason I'm not comfortable with that. And they, he also mentioned Tony Watson. He mentioned three names right up front as his candidates. You know what? Tyler Rogers, this is not just a 2021. I did not know this. Since 2019, 156 batting average against lefties, 287 with more homers against righties. 
He's 136 this season as he was in 2019. Tyler Rogers kills lefties. Isn't that Barrett's remarkable? Range. Considering the style of pitcher. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. But I would add Dominic, I would say adding Dominic Leone right now over, you know, some of these Stratton types, wouldn't you? I I mean you probably don't because you think he's, I don't think he's I, I would because of the wins. The opportunity is greater there, and that does matter when it, this uh comes into play. So Baltimore's about to take two out of three in Philadelphia. Is Tyler Wells getting a save or two? No, he's terrible. Oh, um okay. as a matter of fact, <laughs> no, he is. He, Wells got Will's got hit hard in back-to-back outings. They, they they were forcing that, and it was a mistake. They threw Cole Solcer in that Yankee game where it was close, and they, they walked it off in the 10th. Solcer's just a better pitcher. I don't really want any part of Baltimore's. I, I see what you're saying about Philly and the pessimism about the Phillies. I'll, I'll start Ian Kennedy over Cole Solcer, and I don't even think oh, much of Kennedy. Well, I obviously would, too. I mean, Ian I Kennedy. All right. Um the schedule today, most teams are playing. ESPN Plus has that awesome matchup between Robbie Ray and Shane Baz. Scherzer's going to finish as the number one pitcher and maybe number one player. Robbie Ray has a shot at number two. Last I looked, he was right behind Bueller and Zach Wheeler. Um, so, Young. yeah, AL Cy Young. He really should be Robbie Ray after that Garrett Cole outing. That was a bad outing. Gets a, you know, a team it's- he shouldn't be li- getting lit against. It's going to be Cole if he pitches the Yankees into the playoffs with those final two outings. But that outing yesterday is leaving a sour taste, I think, for the voters. Uh, so obviously two start guys this week that are starting on Monday. Ranger Suarez has Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Can't get any better than that. Love it. Um, yes. Love it. Jesus Lazardo has Washington and then somebody, but I don't like Tampa the way Lazardo is pitching. Nope, Tam- definitely Tampa not. Road. Definitely not. Um. Framber at the Angels. Framber should be rostered in most leagues at this point. Huascar Winoa of Atlanta might be available. They're at Arizona, and then they face San Hot Diego. Days. Yep. Um, Tyler Anderson's at Oakland. He might be available in your league. Who's the second star for Tyler Anderson? It's at against? Angels. I'm, I'm not that, that's not bad. Eh. Wait, Tyler Anderson's your five or six inning pitcher who gives a three or four run. Nestor Cortez over him all day. All day, huh? All, all day. Texas, and then what's the second one for the Yankees? At, at Boston. Oh, you like, I don't know, man. Nestor Cortez at Boston. If you're on board with Ranger Suarez, you should be on board with Nestor Cortez. Same kind of thing. The only difference is that that second matchup isn't as good as Suarez is second, but look at the two start guys. That's actually a pretty decent pickup. And I'd take him over Anderson. Tuesday, uh, Toronto at Tampa again, Alec Manoa, who's really good. He's not going to win rookie of the year, but he's had a really good season. Um, rookie of the year is going to be at Rosarena probably. Um, as the first game of the day is at 6, 10 PM Eastern on Cal Quantrill of Cleveland at home against the Kansas city runners. And Quantrill has been really good. He's a, he's a legit pickup. Is he a two-star guy or one? He should because of the shuffling that the, that Cleveland did with the rotation, they likely will need him on Sunday, but if they decide to go with a spot starter in the doubleheader Thursday, then he's going to lose that second start. It doesn't matter. You got to start him here. That's a great matchup against Kansas city at home. And the chance you get a second means he's in and he should be in everybody's lineup anyway. Uh, Griffin Jacks of Minnesota at Wrigley field. How do you feel about Griffin Jacks? Mm. Uh, that's what I coin toss kind of guy. Hmm. Uh, Kevin Gosman and Joe Musgrove. I mean, Padres, what are you doing? You, yeah, now you got the Giants. It's, I don't think Padres are making the playoffs. I think the Cardinals are going to end up winning the wild card by like three or four games. What a run by the St. Louis Cardinals at, at just the right time. John Lester at Milwaukee, no. Brandon really? Woodruff. Wow. So why are you saying yes on John Lester? 
it makes me feel so wrong in endorsing him here, but he's a two-star at Milwaukee at Cubs. That's not the best of matchups, granted, but he's actually pitched quite well for St. Louis. And if you got to chase volume at this point, you don't really have much of a choice. Okay. If you're chasing volume, I, I can I can go with that. He could give you five and two-thirds of two runs, picks up one win, may, may have a chance at both of them here. The Milwaukee one's going to be the tough one. You know, the Cardinals, there's just something magical about what they're doing on the pitching side. I, I don't get it. It's, you know what, teams get into these runs, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, Wednesday, oh, Luis Castillo Day. What are we doing? Now, it's a 12.35 p.m. Eastern Time game, so it's lunchtime on the East Coast. So, obviously, get your lineups in early. It's at home against Pittsburgh. I would argue you're using Luis Castillo anyway. Okay, he's, he's had he, he's fixed it since May. April ERA, 629. May, 804. June, 1.71. July, 2.15. August, 4.58. But that was all outings where, like, the runs came in the fifth or sixth. And his September ERA is 2.33. And he outdid Walker Bueller over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Luis Castillo, I think he has to be in our top 20 starting pitchers next year. I can durability and strikeouts. That. I can certainly see that case. And and the durability is going to be a key part of it there. Um, and just to throw the added note on here, Pirates matchups every time. That's the best matchup you could ask any place, any time, hitter or pitcher. And the Cincinnati Reds play them the most the rest of the year. They have six games against them. Mm-hmm. And both Vladimir Gutierrez and Tyler Maley, the Monday and Tuesday starters this week, are going to get them twice on current schedule. Okay, so you can still get Gutierrez. He's available in a lot of leagues. You can. Wednesday's doubleheader on ESPN has Tyler McGill of the Mets or Tyler McGill against Chris Sale at Boston. No way you're using McGill. And then the, the second game is uh, openers, Padres and Giants. Uh, Chris Flexen's at Oakland on Wednesday. He should be available in leagues. I, I kind of like Chris Flexen. He's, he's avoided getting lit. He's not great stuff, but like a 360 ERA. That works. Yeah, I would agree with that. He's uh, he actually in the, the, the leagues in which I have him. I do have him active for this week, even though it's one start road Oakland. Remember, that's a good pitcher's park, spacious foul territory. Sure. Flexen should be in your lineup. So he engine rule is pitching on Wednesday at Tampa Bay. No, he's on the injured list. He can't okay. pitch then. Yeah, the, so. the theory is that he, he's eligible on the 28th. That's when his rotation spot would come up next, and he should be ready then for that Yankee start. But remember, they've got to juggle the rotation for the playoffs if they put themselves in position. So we'll see. I have a league, a weekly league with no bench. Mm-hmm. I can use a free move to mm-hmm. dump Kyle Hendricks, who's pitching at home against Minnesota on Wednesday. Kyle Hendricks has been ter- terrible for the past two months. Yep. And I can sign Eric Lauer. Would you do it? I don't see when Lauer's next start is. I so Lauer's next weekend. Yeah, Lauer's getting the Mets at home on Friday, and then depending if they stay six man, he gets one more. It's a road St. Louis outing. The problem is the way they juggle it. There's a Dodgers series to end the season, so he could fall into that. Okay, so that's risky. Hendricks, this this would also be my Lauer. last my last move of the season. Right, oh, Hendricks has been so bad. But Hendricks gets the Pirates after this one. That's the only thing that I hesitate, but I agree with you. He's been bad and you should consider cutting him. Is there no, there's no one else. I decided Lauer was the best option. And I, I basically, the, the move is to get rid of Hendricks yep. or, or pick up a Chris Stratton, you know, relief guy and, and try to hold off teams and saves. I have a shot to win an important league for a lot of marbles. And Kyle Hendricks is really costing me that chance right now. I, I would facing Joe Ryan. Lauer's, Lauer's floor is higher. That's important now. You would, even though Kyle Hendricks was, Pittsburgh. I love the Pittsburgh matchups, but there's still that one on Wednesday. You playing him against Minnesota? Because if you got to have him active, ugh, that neutralizes I mean, that Philly's it. game. Kyle Hendricks last week against Philadelphia. First two innings were fine. 
or at the first three. And then the fourth inning, he gives up seven runs. Now, granted, these weren't all rockets hit the gaps. There were a bunch of bloopers in that inning, okay? Opposite field, like broken bat hits. But then he walked people, and then he hit people. I was like, something's wrong with Kyle Hendricks right now. Uh, Corey Kluber against Texas on Wednesday. Are you a yes there? I am a yes. Mm -hmm. He pitched quite well the last outing, and it's a comparably good matchup. Such a yes man. Kyle, Kyle Soppy, our Kyle is not a yes man. Come on in and ask some hash browns and trivia. Definitely not a yes man. Not one of my jobs. I have many, but that's not one of them. We've got some, uh, yeah, we'll start with trivia today. I want you to name the four pitchers with at least 15 quality starts, but don't have 10 wins. So we're looking at some unlucky pitchers. Luis Castillo. And trivia simmer down. You know how this goes. We get the hash browns first, then we'll get oh, back that's to right. trivia. Angry Kyle rooting Angry against Kyle. Eric, the host, and yeah, you know wanting him to do poorly. Yeah, go but, ahead. But yes, Luis Castillo is one. Karma, so dude. There's three, Karma. There's three pitchers for Tristan to try to name. Oh, Eric. that was one of them. <laughs> well, I just mentioned him. Well, I mean, that, that would have been a pretty obvious one. <laughs> that was because I, I know he's like eight and 15 or whatever. We yeah. we'll, we'll get there after these. MTV. <laughs> I want you guys to dive into sim leagues a little bit. He hears you talk about it a lot, doesn't see it anywhere else. Give him the 30-second elevator pitch. What is a sim league and why do you enjoy it so much? Tristan, I, like that a, I like that a television network is asking us a question. I know. We're big time now. We made it. I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> so the simulation leagues that we play in, uh, Diamond, Diamond Mind, um, Out of the Park, Dynasty League Baseball uh, from Pursue the Pennant, those are the ones that I'm in. I might be forgetting one or two. Uh, I liked I liked uh, simulation baseball because it's off of last year's numbers, but it doesn't mean they're going to do the exact same thing again because you have to project ahead. You've got ballparks, you've got weather, you've got different hitters on all these teams. And I like putting together the roster. I also like playing the games. Not all these leagues do I play the games. Sometimes the commissioner auto plays them. Um, I'm, I'm also playing on What If Sports right now in a league with my buddies. And uh, that's been going well so far. The team in Colorado playing its home in Colorado, Tristan, is three and thirty at home so far in this what if sports league. Wow. But I, I just I think it's fun to put together a rotation and a lineup versus lefties and righties. And and you're investing in Joe Ryan in this league, and you can keep him forever if he does well. And I just I kind of like putting it together the team and then playing out the games. Like I'm gonna play a guy in Dynasty League baseball tonight with the 82 Pirates. And it's, you know, wow. and yeah, we had a draft last week, Steve Gardner's in this and, and it's fun. Like we got to draft the team and now I've got John Candelaria as my ace and the other team has, you know, like Bob Nepper as his ace. It's just really cool. Tristan, give me your 30 seconds. My 30 seconds on it. I mean, you covered an awful lot there for me. I love just doing the managerial thing. You get to actually manage a team as if you're a real on-field manager, as opposed to fantasy where the defense doesn't matter. Making bullpen changes doesn't matter. The construction of your lineup doesn't really matter. Um, for me, it dates back years, even before the games you mentioned, I was a big Earl Weaver baseball and micro yeah, dice games. Guy. Yeah. Love that. It's Stratomatic, of course. And Stratomatic, yeah. you can still play online. Same kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Can you still play the one where you do the actual physical dice rolls? I think you can. And by the way, the way the best way to join these leagues is they all have like like uh, what is it called? Message um, boards. Message boards. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for thinking like me. <laughs> where you can just you can just find out who who needs a team in a league or something like that. And some of our leagues, you know, we need we we need to fill with managers and you know, it's just it's just fun managing because like fantasy baseball, Kyle's living off every last Sean Mania start and Kyle and Max Scherzer start. But in, you know, when you're playing in a sim league, you can control when you take Scherzer out of the game, leave him in too long, take him out. 
you know, it's just kind of nice, like having some control that you don't really have in fantasy. Doesn't always work out. I gave up a walk-off Grand Slam. And a oh, it definitely doesn't always work out. I can tell you from this year, if I don't have John, uh, if I don't have Jack Flaherty, John, oh, he gave up like forty home runs for you. In Jack Flaherty's like eight for fifteen. Yeah, he's given up forty homers. And then the worst is he's been great lately. And the guy who's been terrible is Josh Hader, who was lights out the first four months. Josh Hader, you look, he's got like a four year A now. And yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I've averaged 105 wins in that league for 10 years, and I've never made it to our World Series because I never have enough starting pitching, and I don't again. Somebody's going to beat me this year too, next month. Oh, anyway, boy. Kyle, that was a long. I was more than 30 seconds, but we have That's time. Okay. Nobody's I mean, managing yeah. us. We can do whatever we want. Oh, we got all the time in the world. It's a recording. Break the rules. Yeah, no, I think that was a good answer, and I think it's a legitimate question. We discussed it a lot. We'll get but... you in a league or two, Kyle. You'll like well, it. We'll see. We'll see. I'm uh, sweating. No, no, <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't mind it. I've never played, but I I like fantasy how I have it. That doesn't mean I won't like it a different way. So I'm I'm open to the idea. Uh, Daniel here has a question about Kel Kelnick. Oh my goodness, he wants to know if uh, what we've seen down the stretch here is encouraging moving forward. And where are you going to rank him for next season in redraft formats? I love it that every time Jared Kelnick gets a home run, we get a text from our friend Davey Schoenfield saying he's going to he's he's going to keep improving. He's going to keep getting better. Although I think he's down on him right now. I thought he said Hall of Famer. <laughs> but let's be fair. Last three weeks for Jared Kelnick, 250 batting average, 884 OPS, six home runs. Still striking out way too much. But. Yeah, he's hitting for some power, and those were three home runs at Kansas City over the weekend. Not easy to homer there. Um, what are we noticing about Kelnick? Because he's 21 years old, and we thought he was going to be a star, and that doesn't mean he can't be a star. He's not hitting left-handed pitching. He's not exactly crushing right-handers either, but he is getting better. Is there – all right, I think it's going to be silly if I say, is he the next Trout? But remember, Trout's first year in the majors, he, he was not good. He won rookie of the year in his second year. Uh, Kelnick – can't win rookie of the year anymore. He's got too many PAs. If I told you 25 home runs and he bats 260 next year, is that crazy? Not crazy at all. And granted, we're clinging tightly to the September hot stretch that he's come up with. Uh, the September slash numbers are 283, 348, and 650. And they are fueled by a huge increase in hard contact and fly balls. He's hitting the ball in the air 52% of the time using the Fangraphs numbers, 43% hard hit rate. Very encouraging stuff. And I know, granted, he's beating up on some weaker pitchers. We saw him doing well against the Royals pitching staff here. But I still think the skills are there. All right, so let me ask you a couple. Alex Verdugo next year or Kalnick? I, mm, That's a good I'm gonna one, go, right? I'm going to go Kelnick, but that is a good one, yeah. Because we know what Verdugo is at this point. We know what Benintendi is. Yeah, and and, and when when you think the two are going to be reasonably close, let's just say, I, I, I mean, my Take mind... The upside. Yeah, the projection is that Kelnick is like five outfielder spots behind him in true value. I want the ceiling. What about his teammate Mitch Hanniger, who won't be his teammate next year? I guess, I think. Now, Hanniger's a home run only guy. Home runs and runs. Yeah. Yeah. And my number two hitter in a sim league. But Kelnick, I could hit 30 home runs too. Hanniger's probably the kind of guy who's the number 20 outfielder next year. And and that's just before we know where he winds up, could move up a little, down a little, depending on where it is. And Kelnick and Verdugo probably fall closer to that 25 to 30 range. Just just a general feel for me. There are more outfielders, you know, more good outfielders than you think. I think we could find 20 without too much trouble. Lord Escuriel. Below all of them, but not by a huge amount. Kyle Schwerber. 
Schwarber, I would probably have just ahead of Verdugo. And that, that him versus Kelnick would be tough. Charlie and Blackman. I, I don't know that he's in Colorado anyway. All right, moving on. Dylan wants to know where the breakout star from 2021 ranks in 2022. That's Cedric Mullins. Oh, my goodness. They're talking about a deep outfield. Yeah, Baltimore is actually kind of interesting now, huh? They've been interesting all year, and no one's given them any love for it. Other than Cedric Mullins making the all-star team, they've, right, they've got some not, good names. They have a good young outfield in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we talk about Cedric Mullins, the only 30-30 guy, and I guess round three next year? Is that too high? Round four? But he ain't alone in that outfield. I mean, Ryan Mountcastle, Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Mancini. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit too much of a low walk approach in, in a few of those. There's a little bit of defensive question I have with a couple of those. Cedric Mullins is right now the number six hitter on the full season player radar behind Vlad, Trey, Tatis, Bichette, Marte. He's ahead of Jose Ramirez. How about that? Head of Semyon, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, Freddie Freeman. Obviously, the steals go and play there. But why can't Cedric Mullins do this again? Why, tell me why you wouldn't take Cedric Mullins in round three next year. I don't think he repeats the homers. He does have a very inflated homer to fly ball rate. But isn't that Baltimore to some degree? He's still going to be there. Yeah, but let's see what the splits tell us about that. Uh, home games. He had 21 of his 29 there. Okay, so you're right. The ballpark thing is inflating him a little bit. And it there will again. Be, it could again. So It could again. But I, I do expect there to be a little bit of correction. So if he's going to hit 30 homers this year, I think it's going to be tough for him to get past 25. But let me ask you this, because I play Rota more than points. So there's not a lot of stolen bases out there. And I want to, I, I want to, I'm, I'm never drafting Mondesi. So I want to draft guys who have power and speed. Even if Mullins is 15 homers and 30 steals. Yeah. Doesn't that still belong in the top 50, fourth or fifth? Well, round? what's the, that, then the question becomes, what is his batting average for you? 270, 270, 15 and 30 belongs in the fifth round. With, the, with 90 in the runs. fifth round. Yeah. 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 I was going back to your third round that you were mentioning before fifth. I can completely see. Yeah. This is a guy, this is a keeper. You know, if you're taking Pete Alonso in round five, take Mullins. You're not going to get as many home runs, but stolen bases, runs scored, batting average. You know, I'm just thinking like, I'm tired of taking, I'm not tired. I, runs I, scored? Baltimore hits. How many runs does Mullins have? He must be close runs. Gonna get 100 runs. 88 runs playing as much as he has. Definitely been over his head in batting average. I mean, do you think he repeats the 368 on base? Let's put it this way. He's not going to be on my do not draft list, but I think round four seems fair. Round three yeah. may be a little high. Round five may be a little low. I'm thinking round four. If you steal 30, 35 bases and you're not Billy Hamilton otherwise, aren't, aren't you almost locked into top like 50 yeah, minimum? That's my point. I mean, what Merrifield's going in round, went, went in round three this year. Isn't Mullins better? He is. He's definitely better. He's younger? I actually think Merrifield is a better hit tool type player that I trust the batting average there a little bit more. Between yeah, the, get on base. The, Doesn't score runs. Does, that does, Okay, from the Roto perspective, that, that is where no, we... No, that's more points. But like I'm just saying, I kind of believe in Cedric Mullins for the next three years over Whit Merrifield is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, Roto yeah, yeah. Points. But, but age-wise and point of the career, I would agree with you on that. The, 
the, this is what bugs me about Mullins. He falls into that Max Kepler discussion I had for you before. I love looking at the expected homers on StatCast. And if you look at what Mullins has done, he's got a high end of 40 if he was with the Yankees in that ballpark. And he has a low end of 21 if he was with the Giants. I don't like a guy who has that much volatility in the park-to-park numbers. And you remember a guy who fell into that discussion many years back because you and I have talked about him many times. Von Hayes? No, but he wore the same uniform, not literally with Hayes on the back. <laughs> Wait, now I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, you know who I'm talking about, Mr. Not Don Brown. Don Brown. Who had one good month. But the volatility of Homer outcomes by ballpark no, you're right. bugs I... me a little bit. And I'm not trying to be a takedown thing on Mullins. I think he's absolutely top 50. It's just right. nervous. Uh, you're you get nervous from time to time okay it's all right you know we all have feelings this is a human show there's a human element to this show kyle that you may not know about but like we are human beings first and we depend on each other we respect each other and i don't even know what we're talking about now (laughs) (laughs) all right what 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 else we got alex is coming to the end of his league and he needs to find some quality starts on the board this week that are on his wire who are some free agents they can get quality starts coming down the stretch here. Tristan, you got the forecaster. We've already talked about the pitchers for the next couple of days, but give us a two week overall here, if you can, of pitchers who people, I mean, are they, let me check if they're being added or added on our most added list, but like they probably aren't yet because people, <laughs> like I, I mentioned Eric Lauer, but I, I didn't look at that Dodger game potentially. Yeah. Um, but you know, man, Dodgers won't be sitting because they want to win the division. Man, so it's I- a lot of fun. I am going to note that a couple of the names we've already mentioned don't strike me for quality starts because I don't know how deep, if they go beyond six, Suarez and Cortez that we mentioned before. Jordan Lyles of Texas, he's the most added pitcher on our list. But I, no I don't, way. Not I for quality starts. No, Inoah. You mentioned Inoah. I love Inoah. Okay. Inoah's getting at Arizona, at San Diego, and then he hosts Mets. And I think he's definitely got the skills to do it. Uh, so you, what about you mentioned Nestor Cortez? Still available in 55%. Quality starts worry me, and I'll note that over the two weeks, the last start is at Toronto. That's not fun. Brady Singer, due back Monday, gets at Cleveland, at Detroit, hosts Minnesota. That's Mm. a possibility. Okay. Shane McClanahan, fresh off the injured list, pitched a good game there, does get the Miami series, then pitches the finale at Yankee Stadium. That's not a great one, but... And, and he might also not get quality starts. I don't have a right to say that. Uh, Logan Gilbert's still available in 62%. He's the number two most added pitcher. Yep. Logan Gilbert would be a good one. Gilbert. I would love another Logan Gilbert quality start. That would be very... So you very have Manaya, Gilbert, and Scherzer on that team. Piecing it together. Wainwright's a big part of things. Wainwright, so yeah, of course. So, yeah, Kluber, too. So there you go. All right, good. All right. Um, seeing if I can throw you one other... Well, Gutierrez, we mentioned. Really like Gutierrez. Home Pittsburgh, home Nats at pittsburgh oh poor pittsburgh beautiful ballpark love walking over the bridge Great ballpark but not a good baseball team right now you know who i added and i as a like a desperation volume guy i actually added chris ellis in a deep ale only he's got at philly and home texas this week Pick it's at toronto Phillies. last but hey if you just walk bryce harper you should be okay he's the only guy hitting he and segura all right i want them to make the playoffs i do 
Just don't embarrass yourself. Don't 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 get swept in the final weekend and in Miami, and then don't lose twelve nothing in the wild card. Well, they won't be the wild card. It'll be a play. Actually, if they win, they get Milwaukee. Can you imagine? How many Facing- hits do you get against Milwaukee? I don't care who's pitching. Any How many hits? Three. Yeah, out of the, the big three, let's say that in the three game sweep against Milwaukee, be like twelve hits total. I was, I was going to set the over under a ten and a half. I'd say over, but I don't know. Harper will take them deep for their one run and two out of their three hits. So they'll lose. They'll, they'll get swept in Milwaukee. Well, the home game too, remember? So yeah. Um, so he'll yeah. get two of the Phillies' three hits. Hit hit It'd the like home run. Three to one, game. four to nothing, two to one. He'll score two runs in the series. It's gonna feel like my series in the Sim League way back when. Remember where I got swept in four games with the Nephi Perez big I hit? I did. Too. Remember, I won 124 games and I didn't Ooh. win a playoff game. I think Rob, wasn't like Robert Fick the only guy who who had a run for me at a home run, a meaningless pinch hit home run one game. And I had yeah. a good team that year. <laughs> Crazy stuff happens. Uh, oh. Real life and in sim. All right. Um, what else? Any more questions? Last question comes from Brendan. What's the appropriate level of celebration for a first time winner in a 15 year keeper league? Oh my goodness. Lots in a 15 year of- keeper league, you were doing the bathtub and you who over the head. Or that you who okay, can you top that, Eric? Is that or just grade that? Is that the appropriate level? I, mean, I was gonna say running through your town naked like an old school, but I guess you oh, were, were, okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get anybody arrested here, do we? Well, maybe that's the appropriate level. If it's been 15 years, maybe an arrest warrant is is on the board. How it might be just, worth it? How about you just run down the street clothed and just pour the you-hoo over your head as you're running and, and yell the line from old You're a bathing suit. <laughs> wear the skin tight george george costanza outfit i mean i would eat a whole cookie how about that whoa whoa okay forget streaking (laughs) we've got breaking news here eric when he wins labor next year i'm never gonna win labor he's eating a full cookie on the air he is yes yes i have a league right now where i could buy a lot of cookies if i win and i would eat a full cookie from wherever I get it, Panera or oh, what's that coffee place? Starbucks. They make oh, a no, nice chocolate chip cookie. Both of Panera does too. Yeah, those are the big ones too. They're those are my go-to wrong. places for chocolate chip cookie. I, I, and I hey, three days. But if I win two weeks from today, I'm eating the whole cookie Love live it. on the air. How about wow. that? Now I would You're be more so wild. I would be more impressed if you ate the cookie from the Bristol Diner that you remember I used to that take on the drive. Cookie. And I'd take that on the drive home and I'd be done in it with it like an exit twenty. <laughs> Soup can diner. Remember that first time we went there and the soup can was in my soup. That this cookie was as the, big as my head. <laughs> Kyle, when I tell you the diner across the street, the the can, the top of the can, you know, from like, yeah. like yeah. the can the was can in opener. my bowl of chicken noodle soup. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Davey and I, or Kaylee and I was like, am I really going to eat this? Oh, yeah, I waved my hand. I'm like, uh, can you take the soup back? Uh-huh. The soup can diner. This happened. Soup can diner. It's happened. closed now. Yeah. Oh, is it closed? Yeah, yeah Louisa Zina, I think it was. I've been to Bristol in like five years. <laughs> yeah, near daily. But yeah, I think it's closed. <laughs> you, you sound so happy about that. Well, Bristol, you know, Bristol has ESPN campus. Bristol isn't very big outside of ESPN for those who have never been to Connecticut. It's a little underwhelming outside of campus. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool place. Oh, it's not knocking it. It's got some, it's got some pockets, but... Uh, but does not... it have a McDonald's? <laughs> uh, yeah, I... It may, in the, it may in the borough. Let's keep our jobs and move on. What's the trivia question? Uh, trivia was, I wanted you to name the four pitchers. Eric took the fun out of it and already named one. So name the three pitchers <laughs> with at least 15 quality starts and no and his have not won 10 games. 
So 15 well, crawlers. Really I'm, almost, everybody. I'm almost certain I have two of them on my NL team that's doing pretty well. Wow, okay. Luis Castillo was one. That was the one Eric gave everybody earlier. Tristan, give me two of the other three. One has to be Sandy Alcantara. Sandy yeah. Alcantara is. Guess. There you go. Okay, there's two. We need two more. And like, I'm what? pretty sure Brandon Woodruff doesn't. Wow, here we go. Team. Tristan bringing the noise. He's got two. NLT, that one. yeah. I was going to say you're know, the most disappointing pitcher from Mike's favorite team, Aaron Nola. Ooh, Aaron Nola did not make the list. Let me doesn't you. have enough quality starts, huh? Because he doesn't have 10 wins. I know that. He has eight wins and 10 quality starts. Ooh. Uh, doesn't have a shot. Okay. And so we need one more pitcher. You need here. the hard one. I mean, uh, there's always a the hard trick. one. Well, there's always a trick to these questions to some degree. Marcus Stroman. Mark, <laughs> I hate That's you so much. That's a really yes, good guess. Uh, yes, of course it's Marcus Stroman because why wouldn't it be? Why is that? A, why is that an odd uh, guess? I, it's just it's not Luis Castillo or Brandon Woodruff. But when in yeah, doubt, had a good year. He's yeah. had a good year, just not Stroman's wins and losses. Just doesn't win games. Yeah, nine wins. That's wait, that's right. Yeah, yes. that's right. He's definitely. Doesn't I'm just thinking of innings leaders and generally in NL teams, but yeah, they've all got. Let me see. Who leads? Who do you think leads baseball in starts this year? Castillo. I'm, it's loading right now, so I don't know the answer. You the might, be, you might I, be. I'm pretty sure Castillo. Castillo's already like a three-man tie. It's Castillo, Stroman, four. and Alcantara. I've got yeah. a thirty-four-way tie. Oh wow! Remember in the sim league where the the cap on starts in our league was the number of starts by the league's leader. We're looking yeah. at thirty-one right now. Although most pitchers have two or three remaining. Right, Castillo's going to get to thirty-four, maybe thirty-five. He has three more starts. They're going to keep. He's going to get the thirty-five. No, he couldn't. He only has three. Nobody can make more than three. Yeah, but he's at thirty-two right now, isn't he? No, 31. he's thirty-one. Oh, so thirty-four will be the limit. Okay. Either way, whatevs. It's all good, man. It's all a lot good, of guys dude. have thirty. A lot of guys have thirty starts. Sixteen pitchers. How many pitchers are at two hundred innings? That's different. That is one guy. One yeah. guy at two hundred. Just Zach Wheeler, right? Four. Oh, I'm pretty sure, depending on what Barrios does. Wayne Wright will make it. Alcantara has to make it. Yep. Bueller. Did you expect Walker Bueller to have 200 innings? I did not. Nope. I'm not shocked by it, but I, I would have guessed in the. So it's going to be only four pitchers getting the 200 innings. I said before the season, I wouldn't be surprised if there were none. But I th- who- think a Blue Jay, one of those Blue Jays guys, I think might get there. Robbie Ray could get there. Because they need to pitch themselves into the playoffs. Gosman could get there. Okay, interesting stuff. How about that? Well, thank you, as always, for listening to our little fantasy-focused baseball podcast. We've been doing this not only for months this season, but for, for many years, and we enjoy it. And we hope you enjoy it as well. Fantasy Focus presented by LinkedIn Jobs. How many shows do we have left? This Thursday, then next oh. week's a full week, and then Monday, October 3rd, 4th, whatever that day is. 4th. 4th. Uh, will be, uh, I think, our last show of the 2021 season. So keep listening, and we'll ch- try to keep on having fun. And hopefully, I'm hoping I get to eat a full cookie on Monday, October 4th. Because I we're going like to record that. League. We're going to record and live stream that, right? That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> we got to record him video of dancing around when he sings the combo meals, man. That's He'll <laughs> dance. You eat a cookie. It's going to be all in one. We're blowing it dance. out for October. <laughs> I will dance and eat the cookie and run through my town. Oh, my God. Fully clothed. Thank you for listening. For Kyle and Tristan, I'm Eric. Have an awesome week.